2: And welcome to the Offside Rule. It's me, Kate Borsay. Hello, here this week for some Offside Rule action. With me, two queens of broadcasting. First up, she's Radio Gaga. It's Lindsay Hooper. <laughs> And don't stop her now. She's having a good... She had a good time last night. It's Faker, (laughs) Carruthers. You (laughs) might have to elaborate on that shortly before it sounds like uh, I'm billing your night as something it wasn't. I hope that doesn't make me the killer queen, by the way, if we are to get into this uh, queen theme, as all of our topics today on the show, ladies, are an ode to queen, just because we want to and because producer Abby thought it would be quite nice. It's
1: just because we were doing a section about managers under
2: pressure... And that's all that Abby needs. Under pressure, just that's the, a little that's hint, hint a little of something. Glint. Um, Faye, you did have a good time last night. It was your anniversary. Congratulations. Yes. Thanks very much, yeah. How long have you been married? Four years now. Have
3: you really? Yeah,
2: I know. Good. It's hasn't it? I know. Isn't that scary when that happens? Lindsay, have you been celebrating anything recently? No, nothing springs to mind. And what have you both been up to in the world of work? Because I find it fascinating when you do a little... In fact, Lindsay, I saw that you were at Watford last Friday. I Tell, was. Me, tell me what that was about. Well, I, I did an empowering women talk,
1: part of a panel discussion, which was really lovely to go and do. Um, 120 people, with some really good names yeah some really good good people people that we both know on the panel so we did that I had a day where I had to split my time this week in the same day between Spurs and Arsenal always tricky (laughs) which I always find (laughs) amusing when you get that on the same day and then I was at Stamford Bridge previewing this huge match on Monday night between Chelsea and Manchester United and I'll come on to that a little bit later as well
2: did you feel empowered after the Watford event
1: I found everyone else's stories really incredible and inspiring. And then when when you're talking about little sections yourself, what I realise is, I, I I told one story in particular that got some gasps. And and oh, go when you on, get which that one? And well, I'm not going to go into oh, okay. that right now. But and also you'll have to go to an empowering women event if you want okay. to hear those. <laughs> Pay your ticket, people will say. You don't know freebies here. Sorry but it surprised me because I think the things that we all maybe put up with or have gone through or obstacles we've had to get by we, we then normalise and then yeah, you tell it again in quite a normal fashion because you've just in your own head mm. made sense of it even though it probably doesn't make much sense mm. and then you tell other people and in a room of people that don't necessarily work in media the reaction just shot me a little bit
2: and, and isn't it funny because we've all been working in this game for so long that you're right the stuff that happened near the beginning of our careers mm. we just sort of accept it. And, you know, hands up, I, I probably... I probably did have sexist comments sort of thrown towards me but I, I I just would never pay any attention to them and we live in a different time now I suppose where people are free to call other people out and it's the Me Too era and everything else but you're absolutely right that, that sort of some of our experiences should we care to go back to lie on the therapist's chair and be regressed back to being 25, 26 no, and in the world of football <laughs> yeah. would, would actually probably be quite shocking. But it then made me feel quite embarrassed and a bit imposter syndrome because
1: Kelly Smith was on the panel, who is someone I've admired for years. She's like the best England striker we've ever She's had. Awesome. I loved watching her when I was mm. younger and is someone that I can call a friend now and it, which is really nice and she sent me a message and she said I was re- I was really inspired by your
2: stories <laughs> and I'm like what? You're Kelly Smith. You shouldn't be inspired by anything I've that's got That's really nice. Faye, what have you been up to apart from out drinking, celebrating your anniversary, oh, I coming been in wor- hungover today? I have been
3: working, honestly. I mean, I d- the only reason I'm hungover is because I don't really drink anymore so, you know, two glasses of wine and that's it, me away It with wasn't two glasses of wine though, was it? No, (laughs) it wasn't. My my husband doesn't just do two glasses of wine. But I'm okay. You know,
1: I've got water. And uh, I was concerned about you the other night. I sent you the cold emoji because, oh my word, I'd been out during the day. I was just heading home and I saw Faye pop up on my phone that she was just in situ for a championship match. And I was thinking I'm so glad I'm not out there. there.
3: It was was League One. I was at Peterborough on Tuesday night and I'd been at AFC Wimbledon on Saturday and their gantry's quite exposed and it was really it was sunny, but it was so windy and yeah. absolutely freezing. And then Tuesday night, Peterborough, also. Oh. I mean, it was this time of year for football. You have to really love your job because when you're up high in the gods on the gantry, yes. watching football with your notes flying everywhere, your hair flying everywhere, you've got to love. You've got to, to love the game. Yeah,
2: and uh, you, add, your- you add
1: into the mix as well that you're sort of mid storms, your post storm yes. Kira
2: and pre storm Dennis. Den. Denny, Denny. All right, let's get stuck into today's show. What can you expect, listeners? Well, uh, we're going down to the local Blockbuster store. Not that it's there anymore. But anyway, we're talking movies and footballers as movies, and we're getting away for winter ourselves. I actually am actually, I'm actually off for a couple of weeks after this so uh, we're talking winter breaks and uh, where those uh, particular Premier League teams have been. I'm going to have to pick you up as well because I was told the other day, it's
1: mid-season
2: player break, not winter break. Well that's too much of a mouthful, isn't it? A reminder that we're on Jack Radio from 4 o'clock on Fridays. But first... As our Lindsay hinted, under pressure is what we're going to be talking about. January has been and gone. And there are no excuses, really, are there, for managers to be struggling. Uh, There are a few now who are genuinely under pressure. But who is in real trouble? And how do managers, whether in trouble or not, manage to keep themselves sane during these times of pressure? Faye, I'm going to go to you.
3: (laughs) Well, I don't know how they keep
2: themselves sane, but I had a really...
3: A quite awkward moment on on Tuesday night with South End manager Sol Campbell. Mm. You've probably seen the video.
2: No, I haven't. (laughs) Haven't you? Okay, well it's
3: it's on Twitter. Um, I interviewed Sol, and I wouldn't have told this story had this video not been not been out in the public domain now. But they lost four nil. They're struggling near the bottom of uh, of league 1 13 points adrift of safety he's really struggling he's playing youngsters and he'd handed debuts to three teenagers against peterborough and they lost 4-0 and then post match i interviewed him and he started talking about the players and he said you know i had three young players who you know were, were making their first starts for southampton and then he carried on talking and i said can i just stop you there you manage South End. Do you want to just start that again? Yeah. Giving him the op- opportunity to start or start again and save his blushes. Anyway, for whatever reason, technological reasons, I'm told it went out on I Follow, and so a South End fan saw it and recorded it, and now it's all over Twitter. And I feel really sorry for him actually yeah. because he's in a really like tricky situation at South End as it is anyway, and obviously. Everything that he'd gone through at Macclesfield. Additionally to that, he's not having the greatest time of it. No. And he he doesn't get
1: the easy jobs, does he?
3: Well, he doesn't go for the easy jobs. No. I would say so. You know whether that's his choice or, or or not. I I don't know. Perhaps he wants the Southampton job and that was on his mind. I don't think so. No. Like right, let's be fair to him. It and just and one again, of those it was
2: awkward things that you can I mean, we all get stuff wrong. We all say things sometimes when we're not necessarily concentrating yeah. on what we're saying. We're thinking about something else at the same time, and so that's when Southend becomes Southampton because that's easily done, right? But it 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 is terrible that it did get picked up. It was 10.30 at night. His team had got tonked
3: 4-0 and, you know, he made a mistake. Mm. I I think it's a little bit harsh.
2: And he's under pressure. He's massively under pressure. He's the definition of a manager under Mm. pressure. Lindsay, this topic was inspired by Marcelo Bielsa and what he likes to get up to. Did you guys see this this week? He is perhaps wins the award for the maddest antics. We know that managers... Yes, well, his next producer, has pointed out, is El Loco. So we should expect this, right? But basically, it's been revealed that uh, he likes to get completely naked and lie on top of a table for 30 minutes after losing. Uh, Does anyone need to know that? Uh, w- uh, apparently, we do. Uh, former Liverpool star Mark Gonzalez and uh, Jose Pedro have lifted the lid on the Leeds manager's bizarre I habits. don't know what
1: I make of that. I, I'm sort of with Faye here in the sense that maybe it happened once. Do you think this
2: happens every... Every time Leeds lose. Well, or was this something that no, he did once and two players remembered well, it? This dates back to between 2007 and 2011 when uh, Bielsa was in charge of the Chile squad. Both those players play for Chile uh, and they were asked to recount some good stories from their old days. And of course, it's been picked up because Bielsa is in a bit of trouble. People are talking about him under pressure, being uh, being under the cosh, as it were. So this story has come out, you know... Fairly bizarre. I don't know. I'm just reading here as to why you, would, why you would do the totally naked thing on a table. Why not just, I, I don't know, perhaps, perhaps it allows w him thoughts. to be free of all the constraints of football and clothing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, what have you got for us, Linz?
1: I'm going to go with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United because I think that clock is ticking and it ticked a bit louder when you saw those pictures of Mauricio Pochettino with the new PR man, Neil Ashton, who we all know, who's now at Manchester United, at Griffin Park. They were at Brentford uh, midweek. And now, uh, not only would that fuel the fire, but the fact that two players, Mauricio Pochettino has been quite public that he wanted, this is when he was still in the Spurs job, was Bruno Fernandez, who's gone to Manchester United in the last window, and Jadon Sancho, who they're now being linked with. It feels like more than a coincidence that all of these things are coming into play mm. uh, for maybe him to come in. Uh, with Monday night, this huge match against Chelsea Uh, the reason being I mean people remember the reverse fixture at the very very start of the season Manchester United beat Chelsea 4-0 Chelsea also exited to them in the uh, the League Cup back in October so they haven't got the best record but this match should United lose really they're, they're out they're discounted from the top four race then and so I think if that happens Oli is going to have a lot more eyes on him because mm-hmm. Manchester United they need to be in those Champions League places in order to get back to the, the days the dizzying days and heights that they had under Sir Alex Ferguson when they were consistently attracting the top players because they were playing in Europe all the time and it doesn't feel like that's getting any closer so I wonder if he might be one of the next to go whether it be at the end of the season or
3: before the season's season, goes out. in cycles though with him, doesn't it? Because all season, from the beginning of the season,
2: then he rescues it and everything's okay again. Yeah, and then and then again, it's like a little and he's, he's on been a little roller coaster. back a lot, and, and and it was always about an investment project, wasn't it? With him, has he done anything slightly bizarre, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, in terms of being under pressure? I can I can think of one instance, and it was came after Wolves at the beginning of this month, where he just was sort of running out of answers to things, and then just added in a strange joke about the goalposts being moved.
0: Bruno had a few shots. I think the ground staff must have moved the goal half a yard to the right, by the way, because that's down bottom corner with both Mason and uh, Diogo and Juan. Something must, have, uh, something must have happened last night. I'm sure.
2: So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer appearing to slightly lose it there. And it is
1: noticeable that this is a man as well. When we say management take it, takes its toll on on people... He was this baby-faced assassin. That's how we've always known him. And now I think Ollie's starting to look like his, his age. Yeah. And, and I think that is the managerial job. And it is the job that he's always wanted. I just wonder if, if it came too soon and if he needed more leading up to this. You know, the Cardiff job and Mulder. I, I think there probably was a need to, to get some more, some more experience elsewhere first.
2: Roy Hodgson's in trouble at Crystal Palace, isn't he? I think. Do you? And i th- I'm th- I'm I don't think sure. he's in trouble. I think no. they keep him. I think he'll There's... quit them. OK. Well, there, there is a bit of backlash surrounding Roy. And I was thinking about my best moments of Roy. Because he does provide some good moments he for us journalists. He doesn't back. Uh, Crystal haven't won a game since Boxing Day. And what happens when things are maybe not going right for Roy? Well, Roy goes badass. Listen to this.
3: We were rocked back by another decision, which I find hard to accept. But uh, luckily... Okay. Which one do you think? I'm asking you. No, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it then. If okay. if you're going to be tricky like that, I won't even bother to you know carry on. Shall we? Let's stop it here, shall we? I mean, you're going to be tricky with your questions.
1: No, no I, I'm I'm genuinely. one. Well, let's asking start again. Start
3: again. Which one? Well, how many were there? Well, they had two shots at goal. One was a penalty, and one was a strike a goal. Our goalkeeper saved. So, what decision are we talking about?
0: Okay. So, so, so you know, let's
3: let's not take a here. I, I
0: certainly
3: wasn't. Well, I think you are. But uh, there you are. I wasn't. Well, we we'll start again, shall we? Or else yeah. you can use that if you want. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't I think, think they'll want that. Start again. It was a genuine question. Well, I won't mention it then. You know, there wasn't a penalty <laughs> in the game. There wasn't one of those ridiculous situations in the game. That didn't happen, so let's just talk about our performance.
0: Roy, a satisfying day at the office? Yeah, I thought we'd play very well. <laughs>
2: Roy what's happened to Cuthley? Roy that was back by the way in 2011 uh, his West Brom side had beaten Bolton but he uh, clearly took umbridge with the, and I always feel about I always feel for you guys when I when I hear clips like that because the poor reporter cannot do anything right in that situation can he
3: well I mean I, I've seen quite a few instances like this before and I've been uh, not on the end of any really bad ones because most of the time if you try and you have to in a um, post-match, straight-off-the-pitch situation, you have to ego-massage to an extent. You need to push and ask the right questions
2: and not hold back, but you also have to stroke the ego first and foremost. And if you're working for the Premier League too, you know, you just can't go in that hard, can you? You sort of have, well. I, I wouldn't have because you because
1: you're working for No that that was a BBC interview and, yes. and if you've got more of an independent interview then then you will probably get more of those situations mm. happening it's not something that it, in our jobs you can now as at Sky but mm. perhaps when we were both doing Premier League together mm. that's not really the the line we're going to go down but um, I don't think Roy would react like that now. I'd be really surprised if there was an outburst now. Oh no, he no. did one just a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to
3: play. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he 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 bit he bit a
2: reporter's head off um, oh. just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But well, in-
1: I was going to say maybe he's learned, but maybe not. Well,
2: funnily enough, he wasn't under that much pressure at West Brom when that happened. He then left West Brom and obviously went to manage England. But yeah, cuddly Roy loses it under pressure. Perhaps. But I don't think he's that
3: much under pressure at the moment this season, bearing in mind the injury situation that they've had. Yeah. I mean, they've they've had so much bad luck the last few months and they had, you know, what's really going in their favour is the great start to the season that they had, at least. And, you know, in in the
1: past, it's been the other way around. I think it's more to do with the relationship with Steve Parrish at the moment and the fact that he wants players, he wants to bring people in and, and he's not been given much. There and is I, a, I think yes. that's where he's going to take a stance, so... Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's under pressure. I just think that, that it's a bit of a difficult period in terms of managing all those things.
2: All right, well, some feeling hot under the colour, some less so, but it's time to move on. As up next, we're talking winter breaks. This is The Offside Raw with me, Kate Borsay, Lindsay Hooper and Faker Carruthers. I want to winter break free. Yes, uh, you might recall that we are uh, testing out some Queen songs with our topic names today, but also that we are uh, at the moment experiencing England's answer to the winter break. But where have the Premier League sides been heading? Where have they been getting their winter sun or have they? And, well, from me, where didn't they seem to go? They seem to have been all over the world, a lot of these players, a lot in Miami and Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Spain. They're all over the place. And they've got the Instagram photos to prove it, haven't they? (laughs) They certainly have. Although the one that made me laugh
3: the most, bearing in mind, right. Carl Darlow plays for Newcastle. Uh, A lot of the Newcastle players, they play in the northeast. It's cold, especially this time of year. You'd want to go and get some sunshine, perhaps. A lot of them have been uh, photographed out in Dubai, as you suggested, um, and all over. Nope, Carl Darlow decides that he's going to go to a mountain retreat in the Swiss Alps. (laughs) Why would you? I mean, that's like me in January. I took my holiday in January and I went skiing and I thought, why have I done this? I really needed some sunshine, but I can ski. As a professional footballer, he cannot ski. So I don't really understand <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's why he's doing to. that. Where would you go there? No, exactly. Uh, but I don't know whether you've seen uh, in the news what's going on with the Brighton players. They A bunch of them went out to Spain and that's kind of gone a little bit wrong. So they've gone well, on a little winter retreat
1: that's perhaps blown up in their faces. Yeah, and, and Brighton, their trip to Dubai as a team was cancelled, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, because um, Graham Potter said that they'd instead use the time to focus on building team spirit. We'll fight, we'll show character. So they went to Spain, did they? Some of them did. Okay. Um, so the
3: players that went to Spain include Shane Duffy, Pascal Gross, Leandro Trossard and Ali Reza Yahangbach. So... On social media, there is a video that's showing them inhaling from balloons.
2: It's really adult, isn't it? Oh, God.
3: (laughs) And you just think, apparently there are a number of other players around them as well. But, I mean, it doesn't look good, does it, at all? And I'm not sure that is the kind of uh, team bonding that Graham Potter would have suggested. No,
2: and to kind of counteract that with a bit of saintly behaviour, what about James Milner, who decided to stay behind for the FA Cup replay with Shrewsbury and gave a, a really lovely team talk as well. So not only did he not jet off with everyone else, he stayed behind, FA Cup replay, gave a team talk that's why we love James Milner. Hashtag
1: legend. Well, it, it was all it all smiley faces for the Arsenal team who've been out in Dubai. They're now back in North London preparing for their match against Newcastle. And what, what a shock to the system that will be, coming back to North London off the back of the storms when you've been in Dubai, living it up. Uh, it's all been about team bonding, adopting new tactics. Uh, a lot of the players have given interviews saying how much happy they are and that they've got this real bond with Arteta and that you're going to see in the next oh, few a weeks a real difference, a real change. You've got to be careful saying stuff like that though, haven't you?
2: Because I mean, if it doesn't happen... Well, yeah, but, but I
3: would say that's more sensible. I didn't understand Newcastle. All the Newcastle players seem to have gone off in totally mm, different directions. Mm. Now, I remember um, talking about this um, somewhere else a, a few weeks ago, saying, what are teams going to do in the winter break? Are they letting players go off individually just to chill out? Or are they going to go for like some warm weather training or, or mm. some kind of team bonding thing? And you would think at this crucial part of the season that a team bonding thing would be the best thing to do. And it'll be interesting to see the teams that didn't do that, how the end of their season is.
2: Well, interestingly enough, I get your opinion, but the scattergun approach, in other words, let your players go off, you know, certainly for for perhaps, you know, a week of that 13 day break, be with their family is about mental rest as well. And I'd argue that, that, you know, maybe you wouldn't get the mental health break that you want if you're away doing some warm weather training Mm. or just with your teammates.
1: That's why the ones that really stick out, I would say, are, Arsenal, Man United and Wolves in the sense that they've done a little bit of both. So they've had about four days warm weather. Marbella has been the location of choice for Manchester United and Wolves. And then the players have gone off and done their own thing. And then there was Marcus Rashford, who was like a kid in a sweet shop. This was all his dreams coming true. Huge NFL fan, managed to go out for the Super Bowl, uh, got a picture with Jay-Z, Kevin Hart. Um, So he looked like he was having the time of his life. Um, And a couple of other players that I picked up on. Jorginho went back to Brazil to be with his family. which I thought was a huge trip to make in not a very long amount of time
2: because he mustn't have had many days there. And then Fred went to the Maldives. I know, lucky him. Well, there's been a bit of news on the uh, Manchester United Marbella experience. The team were apparently forced to change their hotel in Marbella due to coronavirus fears after Rafa Benitez and his Chinese club stayed there last week. Uh, There's another one as well with um, Igalo.
1: Um, because yes, he came from he's been China, at Shanghai Chenua, so, isn't yeah, he? yeah. So if he does make his debut for Manchester United soon, we'll see. But he's been training separately in isolation because of that,
2: and it can't be a very nice return to a, to the Premier League for him, yeah. not actually training with his teammates. Yeah, a couple that stood out to me: Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette riding on a camel, like that particular shot on Instagram. <laughs> Fabulous. James Madison making us feel very jealous in a Dubai infinity pool. Well, here's one that surprised me a bit. And I may be a little bit late to the party on this. I don't know. Everton's Tom Davis, He is one trendy so-and-so, isn't he? He's been to New York, of course, where all the cool kids go. I'm going to get you to look this up because there's a shot of him on one of those high, a bit bit like a Boris bike here, but it's the New York version, in sort of a long dress coat type thing. And then he appears to be in a dressing. It's, it's all very tastefully done. It's all very kind of Burberry photo shoot-esque. If you got it? I've got the pictures <laughs> he's here. He's wearing a dressing gown. Yes. What's going on? On with the purple shoes, the purple crocodile shoes. It's basically like a shoot for a fashion house. So there you go. That's what Tom Davis has been up to, looking quite cool. Well done to him. I say Dominic Calvert-Lewin pulls it
3: off, (laughs) but I'm not entirely sure Tom Davis does.
2: But I think it's the wide leg trousers. I like the purple pointy shoes that Tom's wearing. Mm. debatable anyway that's what uh, some of uh, the Premier League's best have been doing during their winter break I quite fancy uh, a winter break myself and our trip to Dubai I think sounds marvellous isn't that where you're going yes (laughs) 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 anyway up next ladies don those ball gowns and get ready to hit the red carpet we've got some football films on the way is this the
0: To see God in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and
2: see. So, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie won four Academy Awards last year and leads us on to discussing footballers as movies. This was inspired somewhat by Spurs who decided to celebrate the Oscars by turning their stars into movie stars. Uh, Well, into movies, really. So, for example, a good one, The Vorm Identity. A bad one, Davitar. That was Davison Sanchez, apparently. Didn't quite like. In fact, that's on a par with some that Lindsay's Um, going to. Excuse me, I've been (laughs) refining mine. Okay.
1: I think we've each chosen a team, have we? I've chosen a team. And then Abby, I think, our producer, who's got so wrapped up in this topic, just let just throw a few more in. She was like, just do a few more if you fancy it. So, I've got a few more as well. Okay, I'm expecting big things. I've gone for Arsenal.
3: And again, Again, I was going to go for Aston Villa because they're playing Tottenham at the weekend but actually and one of them was then inspired by an Aston Villa player that led me on to then doing Arsenal so I, I okay. ended up doing Arsenal I think because I, I, couldn't, sort of get it. I couldn't
2: find enough Grealish, kind of... That is a weird you know. mind diagram to draw when you're explaining the, You'll understand. Uh, OK, all right. So Faker others, let's go to you then. The Oscar for the best movie name shall be awarded at the end of this section. OK,
3: I, I don't think mine are going to win any gongs, but anyway. OK. This was the Aston Villa slash... Actually, it works much better for an Arsenal player. Every which way but Louise... Oh. Yes, yes, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like so, it. So obviously inspired by Every Which Way But Loose, Clint Eastwood classic with Clint yes. the orangutan. Yes, um, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Callum Chambers of Secrets. Yes, mm-hmm. very good actually. Very good. Thank, thank you. One. Got two for this one. You Urzel live twice, or for your eyes, Urzel, and both
1: bonds, y-
3: both bonds. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> But this one, this one wins and it's not mine. This is totally producer Abby and she is just a genius. Kallassi Snatch.
2: Oh, that yes, is Yes, I like that one. She also went with a bit of David Louise action with Thelma and David Louise.
3: Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice.
2: Well, there's two that everyone knows, I think, because it was on the
1: group that I put forward. So Wilder Wilder West for Sheffield United. Okay. Uh, Fleck the Halls. John Fleck, uh, they they were on the group. Now, I've gone away and I've worked hard. Bless you. I have. <laughs> have you actually? And I've got. I, I have bent the rules slightly. I've got TV series in here as well. So I've no, got. Can't,
2: come on. You can't
1: win an Oscar for a TV series. No, well, how often that happened? There's a couple that are worth it. So you need to go to the Golden Globes for that one, then. Well, we'll stick with the films first, but I'll just give you those at the end. The Freeman Show, Luke Freeman, instead of Truman. Yeah. Okay. Tango and Basham.
3: Tango and Cash. Why yeah. didn't you just go? Oh,
1: Matty Cash doesn't need a place for no. Nottingham Forest.
3: I well, know. no, why does it have to be just do Tango and Cash? It's the same film, but with Matty
1: Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and the Henderson rather than Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Everyone's thinking these are awful. Now, this is where they get good. Okay. Producer Abby said Nick in me office had come up with Weekend at McBurney's," which was good. But yeah. I've decided to come up with my own because I don't like to use other people's. Okay, can, can,
2: can you just give me one more and then I'll no, give I've you some. No, I've got two more. And then and then I want to finish on your really good ones. Oh, okay. McBurney after reading.
3: Oh, I like yes, it. Okay. I, yeah, it's okay. I thought that was yeah. better. And I, oh, that deserved more, Kate. Come uh,
2: on. I, I still nothing. On, not only did I not Harry take someone else in the challenge I secret
1: it. I thought okay, and I've got one more Sheffield United one. Never say never, Egan. No, that's dreadful. Oh, yeah, that, that 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 is. I would. You know what? Treadful. James Richardson said that was the best one on my list. Well,
2: don't ask James Richardson again. It's meant to be then. like never say never again. I think he was being we kind. Knew, we, we knew
1: what it was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't make it any good sense. It makes it worse when you explain it like that. It's worse. Um, I'm going to throw a few of mine in. I took Liverpool, of course, because I couldn't not. Alison in Wonderland, lovely. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is it's good. good, isn't it? Smooth. Lovren actually. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, Mrs. Jordan Henderson presents, mm-hmm. as in we, we we had the same issue there. Slumdog Million and oh God, I knew I was going to get this wrong. Slumdog Milner. Yeah. Instead of Slumdog Millionaire, Milne, yeah. Faye's got a kind but pitiful smile on her <laughs> face, everyone. She's looking at me right now. The Firm, you know? There's a film called The Firm. Can you, can you Oh, remember? no, that's Tom not, Cruise, that's Tom Cruise, that's Tom Cruise Gene good. Hackman. Um, Supermane or Iron Mane. Take your pick. They're interchangeable. <laughs> Superman. Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, producer Abby, with this one, who's clearly the best out of all of us, a uh, Lalana Land. Oh, I love that! Ooh, oh, that might have been Nick, actually. Anyway, someone came up with that. Adam. That's oh, good. Adam, who is uh, producer Abby's f- fiance, no husband now. Adam, um, also, it could actually be Adam Lalana Land. Okay, yeah. Yes, it could be. And my favourite one was Finding Nemo, Saler.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, That's I think that quite one's good, good, isn't it? I think I think Kate, just judging by the reactions, um, and I'm also looking at the face of producer Abby. I think maybe you win the Oscar, but I'm definitely winning the BAFTA. Okay, okay, for what? For this. And if you've seen this series on Netflix, you're you're gonna know. Don't fuchs with cats.
2: Has anyone seen that? What? <laughs> You've got to have seen the Netflix series. <laughs> no, do Netflix. Don't series. Fuchs with cats. Don't what with cats? Well, the, oh, the naughty, the naughty word. word. And I've got Christian Fuchs oh, instead. What? Oh, oh blimey! Yeah.
1: Right, Well,
3: uh, uh, do you know what? I was just going to give myself a razzie there, but I'm just handing that to you, Lily.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, see, I think that one is that one is the good one, and I have got Jenna Poo Unchained. What? What? Like Django Unchained. <laughs> Jenna poo instead of Django. <laughs> That's not so good. Lindsay. And then um,
2: Angus Gunn, na- naked gun, three and a third or whatever it was, thirty-three three and a half. <laughs> um, thirty-three. And a Lindsay's, by the way, Lindsay's first suggestion on the WhatsApp group yesterday <laughs> was Fleck Dance. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, um, I've got I've got one for you. Wolves connected. Once upon a time in Bollywood. Oh, bolly, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're. I don't think, to be honest, your other ones were better. <laughs> okay, so we asked Twitter what they thought. Okay. And here's what we got back Toby Gillis, hi Toby. Casala Blanca. Nice. Quite yeah, I like that's that good. one. That's good. Locked Stock and Two Smoking Bubbles. Mm, I really doesn't... like that one from Hush Karai. Thank you. Stephen mm-hmm. Brandt, Silence of the Lambs. Philip Lam. No, oh, very good. good. We're obviously casting good. our net out wide here. Natalie and producer Ben both came up with the Shawcross Redemption
1: instead Lovely. of the Shawshank. Mm. Lovely.
2: Adam's come in with another one. Uh, clearly, he's busy at work today. Goodwillian hunting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, Suzanne says, Suzanne says, says, uh, Mead for Speed. Beth Mead. Yes. Any more of them? i have got Jeremy Inson saying Batman and Robin. Yeah. Obviously. We could go all day with this, couldn't we? We could, but let's not, because we've embarrassed ourselves quite enough. OK, thank you for getting in touch. Sorry if we didn't read yours out, but they are on Twitter. If you would like to have a look at our little tweet, you can... Uh, or you can add to it. You can add to it, absolutely. Tweet us, Offside tot- Rule Pods. Yes, we're totally open to that. Shout out your favourites and give us some new suggestions. All right, thank you, Lindsay. Um, I hope you're not getting involved in that, are you?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going to do any more now.
2: That's it. Back in your box. I actually, I actually
1: scribbled one out, look. Oh, go on, which one? What does that say? 50 Shades of Damari
2: Gray. Right. <laughs> that's so good! And I go, that, that's very good. Oh, That's, Linz, your best that's, the, best that's, that's the best one yet. What the best one yet? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, the Jolly Jake. <laughs> All right, so time for any other business. This is the section of the show, everyone, where we pick out a few smaller footballing stories that we may or may not have enjoyed during the week. I'm going to start things off by asking you how you feel about Jose Mourinho's falling asleep hair. Did you hear what happened here? Yeah, supposedly, he-
1: yeah, supposedly he had a really bad haircut when he woke up, so he had number one all over. Yes, Um this has been discussed. I've, I've done the so totally... So you fell asleep in a barber's shop, didn't Yeah. You? So I've been on the Totally Football show as well this week, where apparently this very short haircut is also signalling the impending doom. Because he oh. he's done this in previous managerial jobs like at Chelsea and Manchester United, where he suddenly had a different haircut and quite a, a short one. And
2: then... Off he goes, oh, not long dear. after. Um, we've got some Fort William news. Uh, those regular listeners to the Offside Rule know that we've uh, adopted this team in Scotland called Fort, Fort William. Uh, to end a big week, they are off the bottom of the Highland League, yes. Lindsay. Go on, Fort yes. William. For the first time in three years with eight games in hand. <gasps> eight a sp- games in hand yeah, as well. Spectacular wow. turnaround there in the Highland League for Fort William. We are watching closely. Have you seen the guy that's got gone early on the Liverpool
3: Premier League Champions tattoo?
2: No. Yeah. So he's gone and got it already basically. Yeah,
3: Liverpool FC Premier League Champions 2019-2020 already on his arm.
2: It's February. Now listen, the Italian post office have been in touch. They've responded angrily to claims from Juventus manager Maurizio Sarri that he would work for them if he wanted to experience less pressure. So he's talked about being under pressure at Juve. They're now off the top of Serie A. They lost their second Serie A game in three on Saturday and he just said, look, pressure's fine. If I wanted less pressure, I'd go and work for the post office. Anyway, the Italian PO, not happy with that suggestion. I wanted to talk about Ravel
1: Morrison, the fact that he's now at Middlesbrough working under Jonathan Woodgate. We mentioned this the other week, didn't we? Yeah, I just wonder, why, why does Jonathan Woodgate work? Things aren't going very well at Middlesbrough at the moment, they're not great in the table. They've not won in the league for six games. Why does he think he's the man to do something with this player? Because I was looking through everyone that he's he's worked with. He's had uh, ten clubs, five loan deals. He worked with Chris Wilder, Sam Allardyce, Alex Ferguson. He'd been out at Lazio because they thought, oh, you know, go to Italy and then mm. that maybe that will help. Um, nothing has. Why? Why are people still persisting? Because I think if we had an equivalent in a different job,
2: they wouldn't be getting a 10th or 11th, in this case, chance. Well, I don't think you can deny that that he has the footballing ability. You're he has saying, no aptitude for it. Well, how have Middlesbrough done since he has arrived? Not That's- great. He played in the draw against Wigan. Oh, he played in on a draw oh, I'll hold oh, that. Well, oh. Hang on, he's. I'll hold oh, my horses. He's then he's coming back to it, and apparently he did quite well. So don't be Mrs. Judgy Judgy Pants just yet. Oh,
1: I'm I'm here to be proven wrong, okay. but I don't think I will be. I don't think you'll be on his Christmas card list. No, I don't think so either. But I, 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 it just frustrates me if I had. I think players that have got that sort of talent that that just don't have the application with it. Uh, is frustrating. It must be
2: from a head coach point of view. Well, apparently a local paper described him as feisty and flash and full of swagger, which I'm not sure is entirely appropriate, but there we go. Uh, watch the space. She's happy to be proved wrong. It's Lindsay Hooper. Um, someone who keeps making the same mistakes again and again, by the way, Joey Barton. When will it stop? They say Leopards don't change their spots, do they? Fleetwood Town boss, he's been charged by the Football Association after being sent to the touchline for the second time this season. Shown a red card by the referee late on in Tuesday night's uh, League One win at Wickham. uh, And has now been charged over comments he allegedly made towards match officials. It's not big, it's not clever, is it Joey? there's another poll we can have. Will Joey Barton get more red cards as a manager or as a player? well he'll probably he, he's he's getting more red cards than his entire team at this rate I tell you all right we're going to wrap things up unless anyone has anything else to throw into the mix no well we can save it for next time ladies it's been a joy and an honor to be joined by two such experienced presenters reporters with gravitas i don't even didn't even introduce you properly did I Faye there sounds all like a your... slight element of sarcasm yeah. in there somewhere. no I really don't mean it um, thank you both for joining us on today's show um, we are on Twitter as Lynn's mentioned at Offside Rule Pod and on Insta at the same address and online you can find us at offsiderulepodcast.com I'm off for my warm weather training (gasps) ladies on Monday I don't, I mean I feel a bit like I can never live up to what the footballers have experienced now I've seen on Instagram what they've been getting up to Don't pack any balloons Don't pack any balloons and I just feel like whatever I do it will never match their experience and I I do get a bit about the show of wealth but there we go Uh, What are you two up to?
1: Working. I'm holding the fort whilst you're away. <laughs> you
3: are. I am. Faye I'm. Uh, I'm at another gantry near you anytime time soon. <laughs> Cardiff on Saturday, um, and then I think I have a little bit of a, a week off. But then I'm at Sheffield
2: Wednesday on a Wednesday night. Coming up, so that'll be cold. As keeping well. herself and trying, well, trying to keep herself warm and keeping the nation warm with her lovely words. It's Faker Corellas Lindsay. Uh, you're back next week. I am. I'm letting you go, and then I'm going to go at the end of March. All right, well, fair Lindsay. Thank you. It's been a blast. And uh, listeners, we will be back next week on The Offside Rule. Bye.
0: The Offside Rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, email sales at muddykneesmedia.com.
2: Hello listeners, I'm Caroline Barker, host of the Totally Football League show. I'm joined each week by Sam Parkin. Say hello, Sam. Hi, Caroline. By Adrian Clark. Say hello, Adrian. Hello. And the Bolton Wanderers fan too. Not Adrian, but Joe Criddy. Looking forward to League 2? Yes. Each week we go head first into the EFL to bring you the latest from the pitches to the next crisis to whatever Ian Holloway has said now. From Leeds to Luton, Sunderland to Plymouth, Swindon to Stevenage and everything in between. If it's the EFL you want, we've got you covered. Haven't we, Ollie?
0: Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down.
2: <laughs> Your guess is as good as ours. That's the Totally Football League show out every Wednesday. In the most delightful way. It's
0: brilliant. I just love it.
2: Muddy Media Sports Social Podcast Network
0: plus.